everyone, Dave and Jeff. It's December 4th, 2022, and man, it feels like we already did a show. Yeah, about 90 minutes worth. Fuck, man. Literally, we're wrapping up, firing through everything we're going through. So we're going to we're gonna kind of give you an abbreviated version uh, of what we're just doing. Well, it was fun. What did you do today? God dang. <laughs> hey, this is why. this is how legends are made. Fuck. We tell you the truth when it happens. By the way, is everything working over there? Now? Yeah, everything's recording. Uh, fun day, Dave. Honestly, fun day. Went out to the baseball winter meetings. The baseball winter meetings are in town. And look, I would say for anybody that's a baseball fan, keep an eye on MLB Network this week because they're out at the Manchester Grand Hyatt. But if you're able to go out there yep. and just go and hang out, maybe you bring your kids out there, depending on how old they are. I took Jack and Kate today. And we walked around. We saw all the different MLB network stages, right? Yep. And you're just, I don't know, if you're a baseball dork. Uh, my son, Cade, had a lot of fun because we saw Vascursion there. Vascursion a couple of years ago was nice enough to put their name in MLB The Show. So for Matt to meet Very them cool. was really nice. Has Matt ever met your boys before? He had not. And he was so funny. He's like, I could have told those guys were Dotsets boys from a mile away without knowing. But he was great. <laughs> Matt has always been super cool. We saw Mud. We saw Erica. We saw Fangirl. We saw uh, Brett Rostetter from 1090. But, Dave, you just walk around, and it's anybody you can think of from baseball. We saw Buck Showalter out there. You see media members out there. And it's just it's the circus leaves town Thursday night. Yeah. So if you have the ability to go down and hang out, go do it. Are you going to go out at all? Yeah, Josh and I are going to try and go out uh, either Monday or Tuesday. We'll probably just go out for one day or so. Are you going at, during so, the day or no, at no, night? No, no, going to go in the evening. We'll go all in right, the evening. I'll be out there. Jack and I are going back out both nights. Good deal. Good deal. And the parking easy, no problem. You just found a place yeah, downtown I mean, to park? Yeah, screw it. It's like anything, right? It's like when you're going to see a concert or do whatever. Yeah. Find a place to park and roll in. Have a good time. Yeah. But um, I think it's pretty exciting, and, and because we've talked about it. 2023 is such an important year for the Padres, and you're hearing that Preller is right in the middle of everything, as he always is. Is he going to get a shortstop? Is he going to get an outfielder? Could he be attached to a pitcher? Who knows? But I did see AJ tonight. He was in the building. So, uh, But this is my question for you. Yeah. My son asked me this. He goes, all right, what is the actual purpose of the MLB winter meetings? Like, are the GMs all in a ballroom? Are... Media relations all in a ballroom? Do they have, or is it just guys getting together, hanging out, and just come say hi? I mean, I know the Rule 5 draft is Thursday. Yeah. But my son said to me, he goes, okay, well, what are the actual winter meetings? What are they doing? Are they, I mean, I mean, they've already determined that the shift's going away. So it's not like you have a, a competition committee. Exactly right. Yeah. So traditionally what we always thought of, at least I always thought of with uh, with winter meetings, war, this is the time where guys like Kevin Towers used to bring in agents and, and yeah. into, their, into their hotel room and they'd meet privately yep. with uh, Kevin's team and they'd try and hammer out numbers. What would it take yeah. to deal with those guys? And then after that, or sometime during the week, Kevin would meet with guys from other teams and figure out trades. Yeah. And it was more of a face-to-face, everybody in the same area. It wasn't all done by phone calls and... Right. I'll get back to you. It was really easy to get things done quickly, and that's kind because of what we Because it was say. me and you making a trade, yes. and maybe if I'm Kevin, I have Fred Yulman or Chief Gaten 
But now, Dave, it feels like I've got 30 guys and you've got 30 guys, right? Yes. And the idea of you and I going over to Dobson's, right, getting a couple of prime rib and throwing back a couple of Cavassiers and then swinging a deal, Fred McGriff for Joe Carter, those days may not happen anymore. Yeah. Exactly There's not a whole right. lot of old school GMs anymore, right? No, no, not at all. Not at all. So I think it's more of a thing where you have guys in one spot. Obviously, you know, before the holidays, a lot of guys would like to have these things wrapped up, right? I think if you're any agent, you'd like to have your guys signed, sealed, and delivered before Christmas, New Year's Eve. And then guys have an idea of where they're going. Maybe six weeks to figure out where they're going to live once they change teams, all yeah. that stuff. But it it's one of those where things obviously get done. I mean, the one thing that hasn't changed is the time frame that things do get done. Trades yeah. happen, free agent signings happen, uh, and, and very quickly during this week. This is kind of like that trade deadline move, and it's really not a deadline for it. We've seen guys who have signed last minute, whether it's Bryce Harper or Machado or those guys yep. as free agents that have signed right before spring training. Would you be a last-minute guy or an early guy? I would like to know as early as possible Me so too. I could start setting my roster. If, if my goal was Aaron Judge, I want to know I have him or don't have him. But so I'm saying if you're Aaron be. Judge, do you want to sign tonight? Or do you want to sign in March? If I, uh, boy, I, I want to sign before at least. My my thing would be hey, at least three weeks before spring training. I'd want to be done now. And so I want everything done now. But what if it could be let's say another fifty million dollars if you wait it out, or you can overplay your hand? There are teams that might See? say, "Fuck, man, we, we got to make plans." And there's another guy who's our backup plan that we're afraid he's going to sign with so and so if you don't sign with us. I think the Grom getting his money, Dave, last week with the Rangers is going to get things moving. I think when you have a huge piece of the puzzle that comes off the board as quickly as DeGrom came off, then I think you have the opportunity, not only with the pitching market, whether it's Bassett or Rodone or yeah. any of those guys, but I also think it has a trickle down. Now, what I'll be interested in and is which of the four shortstops is the first guy to move? Because to me, uh, you and I, in our last show, we're just saying if we ranked them one through four, I feel like we pretty much agree we'd go Correa one, Turner two, Xander Bogarts three, and, and Swanson four. But even Swanson at four, any other year, he's probably the one. Exactly. They're all impactful guys. But I think once those guys start to move, uh, then the entire place goes crazy. I hope it's active. It was active a couple of years ago when they were here. Garrett Cole got his deal in San Diego. But I really, really hope it's active, not only for the next couple of days, but I think everybody here, even though they wouldn't say it from MLB Network and, and whoever else is covering it, yeah, would love it if Preller's in the middle of it. Because Preller is just a guy that makes for good TV. Because he never really does things... He never tiptoes into a deal. Like, when he goes for a deal, he goes for it. And I, I think that's what they're expecting. The deals will be interesting, I think, for Preller because what makes it exciting to me is that now he's not trading minor league guys. Yeah. He's trading major league guys. That's what, you have, have, to, that's right? what you have left. Yeah, or that's, spend major league money to go get one exactly. of these guys. So, free agent-wise, yes. And, and anybody can spend free agent money. But, man, it takes something. A lot of thinking to figure out how you're going to sit there and take pieces off your roster and, and basically improve your roster at the same yeah. time. Preller, that's what he, I think he excels in. I think he would tell you that's what he excels in. I think he's very good at finding some of these guys that have uh, helped the team out. Obviously, you found uh, Suarez last year, right? You mm -hmm. found Nick Martinez last year. You have an eye, and your scouts have an eye for certain guys you want to bring into the organization. It will be interesting to see what happens. I think it will be exciting. I think the Padres are going to be very loud. 
I think the the Yankees, Mets, Dodgers, I think you're going to see some big names signed by the major markets. And all of a sudden, the Padres, because of what they spend on their payroll, are considered one of the big boys now. We we blew it, and, I, and I'm kicking myself. I was talking to Mark Grant about this tonight, that we probably could have set up down there and put a table down there. Yeah. The good thing is, I just think because we've done it for 25 years, it probably wouldn't have been that difficult for us to have some pretty fun guys come by. But yep. the benefit that 97.3 has, the benefit that, that 13.60 has, I would say, I bet Darren shows this this week. I saw Marty out there for a minute tonight. I didn't you get talk to talk to her. her. No. Oh, sorry, I missed it. No, I would have. I know you would have. She would have talked to you. I'm oh, not, yeah. I wasn't being a smart ass. Oh, yeah. No, I'll, I'll see her over the next two days. Um, Marty was out grinding tonight. Yeah. And Good. I guarantee you, setting things up. And, and all these guys, Darren's been in the game long enough and has done it at the right level where guys are going to stop by and hang out with him. Yes, I agree. So I think if you're a baseball geek, I think Darren's shows this week are going to be really, really fun. I know John and Jim are out there from three to seven. I love those dudes, but they're a little bit newer. Yeah. So I don't know their ability to go out and grab guys and get them on the air. But I know Darren... Got to figure Vascursion's going to go by there. Got to figure Rosenthal's going to go by there. And who knows who else? Marty was working John Heyman. I'm sure probably setting him up and, and does a bunch of things. So I just like it. Heyman will be interesting if he makes it over there. Why is that? He has a contract with Odyssey. Oh, so maybe he can't. I, I forgot. But it doesn't matter, Dave. It's just if you're a you base. You think she gets Bob Nightingale? Bob will talk to anybody. Bob will talk to it. <laughs> I can't do it because my voice is coming back. But I'll, uh, I'll try to do it on Wednesday. Hi, Dave. <laughs> Dude, I'd love to talk to Bob. I like Bob. Bob, right now, people are all over Bob. Like, people, he's one of those where unless, unless you're Jeff Passan, somebody hates your guts. Yeah. Right? Even Ken Rosenthal. And you said it about uh, Jeff Passan. So, we're sitting at a table tonight, and it, it, we're sitting with Mud. We're sitting with our buddy Rob Conley. Erica came by. My son's Jack and Kate. We're waiting for Vascursion to come down. And I wanted to see Matt because he put my sons in MLB The Show a couple of years ago. And I haven't seen Matt since 2019. I just wanted to thank him, right? Yeah. And more importantly, I wanted him to meet my sons. That's awesome. And, dude, he's just the fucking best, Dave. He's just the best. But I'm watching Mud not so much tonight, but it happens anytime. Like, Mud will call and say, hey, you want to go to lunch? And, dude, trying to walk 100 yards with Mud. <laughs> and and to Mud's credit, he'll stop and talk with everybody. Yeah. Watching Vascursion, trying to just come down the escalator at the Grand Hyatt and get to where we were, he's getting stopped by everything. And the other thing that happens is it's 5.30 at night. Matt wants to go to dinner, and every guy that stops him wants to talk to him for 35 minutes. Oh, like, what happened? He's just like, hey, you're in town all week? Yeah, be fun to see him. Maybe we we'll go to dinner and grab a beer later. Not let me give you the whole story here, but Matt Courteous stops, talks to everybody. And then I was watching Jeff Passon. Yeah. Holy cow, dude. He's a rock star. He is a rock star. And it is very, very funny because Passon, a lot of these guys do the move of trying to just look at their cell phone and make their way through. But, I mean, everybody's out there. The Yes Network's out there. The Mets have sports, uh, whatever their channel is. Nationals, Marquee Sports, I think that's those guys, right? Okay. Or maybe it's Cleveland. I don't know. 
But then Sirius XM and a bunch of radio stations are out there. I mean, it's kind of fun. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say if you have little kids, they probably can't take it all in. But if your kids are, you know, teenage or, or Josh would have a blast. And, you know, a lot of times you and I would go into those things and be like, where's the setup? And start working the room for guests to just be able to go in tonight with my son and, like I said, run into our friends Erica and Laura and have Jack and Kate out hanging out, run into Mud and uh, Brett Rosetter from 1090. It was great awesome. to see Brett. Um, yeah, really, really fun. And then I'll, if you guys are down, Jack and I are going back out tomorrow night, so we'll go hang out. You know, Passon's the only one who I have on my phone where I, have to, I get Twitter notifications right away. I don't have done that with anybody ever. Right. Does he have a thing? I saw this today for somebody else. Does he have now on Twitter because of everything that's got screwed up? Does he have Jeff Passan and then his name and then below does it say official? Yeah, no, it has. So here's, I mean, you're talking about how these. So that if something gets work? out on Twitter. Yeah, no, it's so here's the deal. Well, I'm going to find the one for you right now. Let me find fucking this guy. So, because um, I was looking at so, something. Okay, so click, Adam Schefter. I was okay, so at. click click on the, do you have your phone? Yeah. Click on that guy dang bird or that check mark. Okay. Okay. All right, so if you click on the check mark, okay, so Jeff Passon says this account is verified because it's a notable and it's notable in government, news, entertainment, or another designated oh, category. Cool. Okay, anyone else that will say they bought it. Oh, so if, it, if it's okay. someone that they gave it to, that's what it will say every time. If it says this person has a blue check mark because they paid for it, you know what I'm saying. So you'll know. Oh, it sucks, dude. For guys like you and me and for anyone else who's a real baseball fan that wants yeah. to see moves as fast as possible, you're going to want to know exactly, uh, you know, when moves go come down and you can get caught up. It could be a Jeff Passon with three S's in there. You don't catch it with your eye and go, holy shit, Aaron Judge to the Pirates. Okay, got it. You see what I'm saying? But always yeah. click the always click the, the check mark and it will tell you. Okay, very good. But watching those guys, because we're watching MLB Network. Yeah. And I don't mean any disrespect to these guys. But Harold Reynolds, uh, Mark DeRosa, Greg Amsinger, they're able to just kind of cruise through. Dan yeah. O'Dowd, Fran Charles, right? All of those guys yeah. do a great job. But they're able to just kind of make their way through the room. Yep. I'm sure it's probably different when they're off the air. But, man, watching Passon walk through there, holy cow, that's pretty funny. Ken Rosenthal, same thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, it's it's again, it's a lot of fun if you're a baseball fan and – I don't know what Jeff Passan's personality is, if he's the kind of guy he that looks really cool. Bit. But when you and I were there a few years ago, Passan was very, like, almost like it looked like it was too much, right? Yeah. He looked, looked like he was kind of like, kind of like, I'm in an uncomfortable situation. This isn't what I, where my, I guess, where I'm in my comfort zone. If it was Woj, if it was the NBA winner, yes. it's kind of a deal. Woj would be the guy you want to talk to because he has it before everybody else. Yeah. Passan not exactly has everything before everybody else, but he always has it correct. It's really funny because he came from Yahoo Sports. And at Yahoo Sports, he was good. Yeah. And then he went to ESPN when Yahoo got rid of everything, and he he crushes it. Yeah, makes millions. More than, yeah, more than Buster or, or Bob Nightingale or yeah. any of the other guys that are all legitimate people. Yeah. But, yeah, passing, man. Guys locked in. And, Dave, I saw um, our friend Jenny Kavnar, longtime Pottery fans remember Channel 4. Of course. When Jenny Kavnar was there. Remember that with, game we used to play with her? Yes. Go ahead. Explain the game. So we just, because Jenny would do the post-game interview on Channel 4. 
And so we would just throw her words, and she would incorporate it into the interview. Yeah, remember that? That was pretty funny. We'd throw crazy words at her, and then she would have to get it into the broadcast. But she would do it in the she'd do it in the post game interview. Yes. So she would have to, as you're sitting there interviewing a player, and we throw words like pineapple or vortex or tornado, and so and she was great. Yeah. Because she would just do it in the context of an interview with a player. Exactly. Because we did it with Mud a few times, and Mud would just get it into the game broadcast, which is fine. But when you're standing there sitting to a guy, talking to a guy, and like, well, that's kind of a that yeah. home run was like a pineapple, yeah. and the yeah. guy's like, what? She always played along. She was great. But now she's the play-by-play voice yes. of the Rockies, one of the few female. She might be the only female voice, but somebody with very strong San Diego roots, man. I love seeing her tonight. So, And she has a family now, a couple yeah, kids. Great. So, no, it's just I think for us it's, it's fun because we're able to just go out and see people that have been friends for a long, long yep. time. And uh, so I don't know what happens this week, but I, I hope it's exciting. But, yeah, just if you're a baseball fan, to go hang out and see what's going on in your backyard for a few days. It kind of is like having the circus in town. No, no, absolutely great. All right, so uh, big moves coming as far as different big names that we'd like to see, you know, obviously sooner than later just because we can't wait. We're like kids on Christmas Day, and we want Christmas to get here a little bit faster. Aaron Judge, prediction, what team did you say? Uh I think he goes back to the Yankees. If you were Aaron Judge, would you take the Yankees? Yeah, I think I would. I would too. I, I think there's something about being an impact player on that team. Yes. That something about the pinstripes, number one media market, the history of the Yankees. If they gave him ten years four hundred million, would you be shocked? No, I and I think you have to give him whatever he wants to yeah. keep him there. If you're the Yankees, what's your backup plan without him? You're gonna tell the fan base we have Josh Donaldson? Like what really, what is your yeah. what is your plan? Aaron Andrew. Hicks. I mean, you have nothing back yeah. there. Rizzo's a good player, man. He's not Mr. Yankee. I'm sorry. He's yeah. not a captain. He's not one of those guys to go, he's the next Derek Jeter. That's not where it stands. Bring Aaron Joey Hicks. Gallo back. Oh, um, my God. And Ed Whitson with him. No, look, Aaron Judge is the guy, though. Aaron Judge yeah. has to be the guy that has to wear that Yankee uniform. And, again, the Yankees can compete next year. Where you go to the Giants, they're a good three years away from competing. Yeah, I would think so. Um, no, I think he goes back there. I think the shortstop market will be really wild. I mean – the idea that Preller met with Trey Turner twice caught me off guard. Yeah. Because everything he does impact player-wise is usually done in the shadows. But Dennis Lynn's not going to report that unless it happened. So, and you're not going to meet with Trey Turner and his people twice just to jack up the market. You're not going to waste anybody's time. At least I wouldn't think so. So if there's legit interest in Turner... Then it gets really kind of wild. And, you know, uh, we were saying earlier tonight, about six months ago, when you started looking ahead and started thinking about the needs on this team yeah, and how much you'd be willing to spend through free agency, but then we also talked about trade. The one guy I said was you may have to trade Jake Cronenworth because he's one of your few tradable assets that you have. And, of course, Dave, that brings out all the people that say, well, you're not going to trade him. But that's the same guy that said you're not going to trade Mackenzie Gore, C.J. Abrams, James Wood, Robert Hassel, or anybody else. Yeah, exactly. The Padres do what we talk about all the time better than anybody, and that's they don't allow emotion to get in the way of making a business decision. I think everybody on that team, outside of maybe a very few, 
would be available. And I absolutely believe Cronenworth is available in a trade. I think uh, Hassan Kim's available in a trade. And uh, I think almost anybody's available in a trade, including Fernando Tatis. But as you and I talked about, you may not be able to trade him because he's suspended. But I think at some point he becomes available. But for me, it's all about 2023 and trying to be the best they can be. Starting pitchers, the three guys you have at the top. Okay, you have uh, you have Darvish, you have Snell, you have Musgrove. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Snell to me earlier. If they uh, attempted to trade Snell, would it bother you? What would no, you say? I, I get it because you only have one year left of him. Yeah, and so depending on what you're getting, and are you in the market for any of these guys? Right? Are you in the market for Bassett? Anybody else? I mean, Nick Martinez. You're going to give him every opportunity to start. Yeah. So could Blake Snell be on the move? No, that wouldn't surprise me at all. That'd Darvish be, would surprise me, yeah. but uh, Snell would not surprise me. Yeah, that'd be interesting to see what they would do with Snell. Again, uh, as we said, this Padre team had a taste of it. I mean, a few games away from basically being World Series champs. You were that yeah. close. Well, and now with everything going on, Snell, we talked about Darvish. We talked about the ability for Manny to opt out, Dave. Haters last year, right? I mean, there's a lot of guys right now. I think you'll have a much better idea after 23 what the future is here for Juan Soto, whether he stays or goes. Yeah, I mean, we we talked about it going back to October. He may not have a whole lot of spots to fill, but it's incredibly important decisions that he has to fill. And how does he go about doing it? But for right now... Who's at first? Who's your DH? Who's your left fielder? What's your catching situation? And you probably need two, if not three, starters. What lot the, to do. One of the interesting dates next year will be how soon after the season does Machado have to decide if he's going to opt out? I think it's within five days that, of the conclusion of the World Series. Five days. So at that point, I honestly believe this is going to be one of those years where Machado is going to be in constant contact, and his agent will be in constant contact with Preller on you got to give us an outline of what the future of this organization is. Yeah. On because if all these contracts expire, what who are you bring them back and who are you looking at in free yeah. agency? You got to let us know because obviously we we need to know is it worth it to us. I think David it'll it'll be determined even before that. I think we'll know the answer within 2 weeks uh or maybe 2 months and I think it's when you look at the money that goes out to Correa when I think uh Bogarts and I, I think the money that these guys are going to get, Swanson and, and Turner. But I, I I think the money for maybe the guys that are 30 more than Correa because he's a little bit younger. But I think when you see the money that these guys are going to get, and remember, Manny's deal technically at that point is five years, 150. Yeah. Okay. Five, 150. I think he's 31 going into the 24 season. So yeah, five years, 150. What is that deal going to look like compared to the money that Correa's looking at? Uh, Swanson to a certain extent, but Turner, Bogarts, like those guys, what is their market? And then what's Manny's market? And I mean, always in the thick for the MVP, more so than, than Gold Glove. But uh, I I think that's important. And uh, and look, I don't think Manny's a guy where you go, oh, he's really going to be motivated this year. I think people outside of Padre fans may say that about him based you don't on his think history. He was motivated last year. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, come on. 
But what what's next year like? Knowing, right, that, hey, if I crush it, I yeah. could be walking into maybe not 10 years, 400 like Judge, but shit, who knows? Yeah, Good. I think, obviously, it's going to be one of those contracts he's going to try and expand it to age 40, right? Yeah. That's what you're, that's what you're looking at. So he's going to look to add years and maybe the same money, but he's going to look to add years. Talking about comparables, the guys you mentioned before are shortstops, and Machado's offensive numbers are insane, and his defensive numbers are very, very good. Here's the guy that I think will be traded coming up, and and you don't hear a lot, but if you look at the Red Sox, they aren't doing a lot. Mm -hmm. Devers is 25 years old. He's the premier third baseman in his mid-20s right now in Major League Baseball. Devers is looking for that big contract. Devers gets traded and gets locked into a big deal, whatever team he decides that uh, is, is a fit. And I'm just saying, let's say there's a trade. If Devers gets crazy money, mm-hmm. Manny's going to go, okay, that's my comparison. Yeah. I'm putting up these huge numbers. That's what this kid's getting, and that's where my comparison is. I'm not saying Manny's going to get all of a sudden go from $30 million to $42 million a year. Right. Manny's going to get years added on to that contract. And I think even if he has a deal with the Padres to opt out and resign, because I don't think the Padres are out of the mix at, by, at any point until that contract is signed, I think Manny is happy here. I think Manny I, likes being I a think Padre. That's fine. I think he's fine too, but it's, it's. I think he wants more than the five years. It makes sense. I think it's personal pride too, Dave, for all these guys. When you look at it, you go, I, there was a reason the opt out was written in after five years. Gives him an opportunity. Now, look, yeah. Nolan Arenado didn't opt out. No. Nope. And he stayed. Now, Manny may look at that and go, well, that didn't really help me because had Arenado opted out. It could have really gauged what the market is. Plus, it might have opened up St. Louis. But I think I think that, to me, with everything in 23 is the story. Because since he got here, right, it's that stupid scene from the Tom Hanks movie. I'm the captain now. <laughs> Manny is the captain. I don't know that this team's ever had a team captain. Not many teams do, right? The Yankees do it. The, not all the time. The last Yankee captain was Jeter. No, you know? that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, it's not very often. But there's not very often where a team assigns a guy as a yeah. captain. Dude, if the pods did it, I don't know if they've ever had one in their history. I can't ever think of no. one where a guy was assigned the captain. Dude, if they came out and gave that to Manny, be kind of cool. That'd be kind of wild. Yeah. But at this point, you're like, well, let's see what happens. If he stays, maybe we give it to him. But he has he has so much been the backbone of that team for what he's done and and we're not even behind closed doors yeah to see what he does there but he's beloved by his teammates i think he's beloved by this city doesn't change anything man there's a lot of pressure and shit who knows maybe he opts out and gets that deal here maybe they re-up him for that kind of money but but i that to me is one i'm watching you know the game plan is is very different because the Padres, again, are in that market where they're one of the teams that pay the most amount of money, right? Yeah. The Dodgers do it. Obviously, the Mets aren't going to shy away from it. The Dodgers, though, you're hearing a ton of rumors that as much money as they just took off the books, which is more than $100 million, wow. are not looking to spend that money. Yeah. So they're saying this is the time when we start bringing up some of these guys, you know, uh, from from the minors, uh, Miguel Vargas and Outman, uh, Pages, those guys they're talking about bringing up and they doing that run of young players but not so much to see even if those guys can play, but as the attitude is that they take those guys and they get out of paying the tax on going over the salary. Right. And 
I didn't realize until a few weeks ago that it's not the same tax. It's not like the same designated yeah. 30%. The longer you're in this, the more mm-hmm. you, you get taxed. So if you go over, then eventually you're paying double your payroll. It's wild. So yes. if your payroll is $300 million, you're paying $600 million. Yeah. And so, but if you get out, then it resets. Yes. And so they say this is the year, like the team like the Dodgers gets out and then resets up where they have a ton of money. And then you're hearing the guy is Otani. Yeah. You know, but when you're a team that just won 111 games and your fan base is setting mm-hmm. major league attendance records, you're like, well, fuck that. Right. You're going out. These tickets are a shitload of money. I spent a lot of time watching What's this Spectrum shit. Trying a bunch you? Of, exactly right. And you go on 111 wins, now 88 wins. Yeah, no. This isn't what the fuck is Dodger baseball. No, it amps up every year. And you're hearing over and over again, actually you heard from last year going into this year, that the Dodgers were looking to sell. The Guggenheim group was ready to get wow. out. And so, obviously, they want to get out of the tax. It makes them yeah. more marketable to sell the team, yeah. knowing that tax, because the new ownership doesn't want to come and look like the bad guys. <sighs> going to be Dennis Gogo Gilbert? It's a- <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so my my point is that at what point could you see the Padres saying we got to get out at some point and they're going to have to, but that can't be in the near future because you're talking about selling the team to even selling the idea of staying in San Diego to guys like Manny. Yeah, I know. Maybe 25, but how deep's the money when you get to 25? I mean, could you, you imagine the end up? Let's say your team is Tatis Machado. You resign Soto. Yeah. A billion dollars, and then yeah. you get just a bunch of fucking scrubs. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I mean, you did. Uh, Dave, there's two ways that game plays out. Yeah, it's very, very simple. If you win a world championship, this city allows you to hit the reset button. Yeah, I agree. Because they allowed him to do it in '98. Yeah, there wasn't anything like that. Dude, the, the Rams Built are going stadium. through it right now. Yeah, the Rams are going to go through it right now. They're oh. going to look to trade guys like Jalen Ramsey and all those guys because. Fuck, they have no draft picks, but yeah, they, won that, they won that Super Bowl. Yeah, and their third pick overall is going to the Lions. If you don't win the World Series and you have to go through it, welcome to being a San Diego fan. Yeah. Uh, brutal. So we'll be back Wednesday night, and we'll talk more about that. I do want to thank everybody that came out Thursday night to Cali Comfort. Um, it was packed, dude, and I feel bad for the people who couldn't uh, who, who couldn't get parking to get in. It was so many more people than we expected. Yeah. It was completely packed. Well, and I want to thank Mike Costa and Ernie Martinez, too, number one, because our thought was, hey, we'll just go down, we'll do a podcast, it'll be kind of fun, kind of give people the opportunity to watch it. And I'm sorry for everybody that, you know, for Ernie and for Mike, but Dave, when I look around and I saw all the Jake's Project shirts there, it kind of killed my interest in talking Padres at that point, especially knowing that we would be doing this show tonight. I felt like we were there to talk about Jake. And so I thank Ernie and, and Mike for coming down. But I know probably me more than anybody else had pitched them on, hey, come on down and jump on Mike and we'll do a show. But dude, when we're looking around and seeing all those shirts and seeing all the faces and it's a Thursday night that we're down there in Spring Valley and we're all sitting outside, man. And it, it felt like, you know, whether it was Bob Hunt and Dean, and I miss Pete and Billy, and I miss Sal Taylor because I had been at San Diego State earlier in the night. I think the show went like 25 minutes. Uh, so for anybody that listened, thank you. But more importantly, thank you for everybody who came out. Absolutely. Because, because I, I think you probably felt the same way. At that point, it kind of felt like Christmas when you're when you were a kid. And your mom would say, hey, we're going to 
open gifts in a minute, but first we just got to wash dishes. And as much as I love doing this show, there were so many faces out there. I knew it was getting late. And I felt like the longer we were doing that podcast, it felt like the longer we were taking to wash dishes. I just wanted to get around and say hi to everybody. Thank him for coming out and see. I mean, our buddy Kyle Outlaw came down. I mean, so many Dude, people. everybody you've ever met was there. I mean, from, it was, from 4 o'clock in the afternoon, people were there. Early. Yeah, and, and that was awesome. And I'll tell you the other thing it made me determined. I don't know what we're going to do in August for our 25th anniversary. I guarantee you this. We're not doing a live show out there. We're not. We're just going to do a party. We'll find some place and do a party because, yeah, everybody that came out and, and thank you. And I wanted to thank Tim and uh, a couple of people, Dave, just for me, and then I'll let you. I wanted to thank Tim, who came out from the Marshall Falk Foundation, brought the football out. Marshall Falk continues to step up and do nice things for us. But I also wanted to thank Jason Finley at Callaway because yeah. Jason Finley said, hey, I'll donate a couple of dozen golf balls. And then me like a moron, everything was going on. And I never got the chance to go by and pick them up. But the guys at Callaway Golf, amongst many other businesses that stepped up, um, I just wanted to say thank you to Jason. I told him we'll absolutely do it for August. But, um, yeah, and just Sean Walchev. Of course. Kyle Fluger. And uh, and everybody just came out, man. That felt like a family night, didn't it? Oh, it did. It was it was a lot of people. It was a lot. It was fun talking to so many. I know you were you were there late, and so you didn't get a chance to talk to the people you would have loved to talk to. Uh, Pete looked great. My son yes. told me I, I stepped in it with Pete. And of I said, course, I said I didn't mean it, but if you have seen Pete recently, dynamite. Pete looks like a different guy. And I said to him, and I meant it as a compliment. I think Pete's lost like ninety pounds. Is that right? I never thought Pete was a, that big of a guy. No. But uh, and it, and his hair was longer, and I I just saw him at the goals game. Yeah, he looks saw, fantastic. Yeah, dynamite. I swear to God, and Pete, if you're listening, I would have never have spotted you if I didn't see the picture of you with Jeff at the goals game. Yeah, and I was it was almost like looking at a completely different human being. And I thought Pete was fine before. I never noticed. Love him, but I put my arm around him and I said, "What happened to you? Did you find Jesus or something? Like, why did what's this transformation?" Why would you do that? And I go, and my next line was the one Josh got upset with me about. I said, I didn't think he looked like a slob before. And I go, I didn't mean it like that. I just meant he looks like a uh, distinguished businessman. Before he, he looked like the kind of guy that would hang out with you and me. Now he doesn't look like the kind of guy that would hang out with you no. and me. No, we lost him. Yeah. And he said he lost like 90 pounds. And Billy goes, dude, he lost like an 11-year-old girl. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, I saw Pete and his wife, Carol, at the Gulls game. And they're great. Fantastic. I'm sorry I missed Billy. I'm sorry I missed Alan and Amy. Yeah. But... um. It doesn't matter, man. They were all there. They were all there. And uh, and then the guy, I wanted to thank another guy, Dave. So I was running late because I spoke at San Diego State that night. Yeah, how did that go? It was great. It was about 40 kids in a sports marketing class. And for me, you know, you go into this class. I talked a little bit about the show. I talked a little bit about uh, Upper Deck, and it was fine. And then I said, okay, I'm going to turn the tables. Because you guys are all here for a reason. It's a Thursday night. And I said, tell me what you're chasing. So I just went person to person. What's your name? What are you chasing? And the guy would say, I'm Mike. I'm, I'm chasing sports information. Great. What are you doing to make it happen? I asked them, what are you doing to make it happen? And then talked to another guy. He said, you know what I want to do? I want to do stats. I want to do stats like... That's just something fascinating for me. I go, oh, a guy named Steve Dolan. 
yeah. does at Bally Sports. He goes, that's so funny. I'm in email communication with, oh, with good. and Steve Dolan's it. Girl in the back of the room. I said, what do you want to do? She goes, I'm going to be the next GM, female GM in baseball. That was awesome, right? And, and talking to other people. And then we kind of made our way over to the right. And you know, I said, hey, what are you doing? And the guy said, uh, I'm not sure right now. I said, okay, I'm just going to tell you one thing. In sports and working in sports, Monday becomes Friday really quick. And I said, right now, you don't know. But I said, everybody over here, when I pointed at them, they knew what they're doing. And I said, whether you know it today or not, you're in competition with every one of these people for the job you want in this industry. So you better figure out quick what it's going to be because they already know and they got a huge head start on you. And, and Did he cry? No. And then I said <laughs> to the next guy, you know, what do you want to do? And he said, ah, you know, I kind of want to do this. But I said, I go, you're hesitating. I go, it's got to be something that you feel in your heart. Maybe, you, yeah. Do you think all these guys will stay with her? Do you think they're going to go, you know, it's so hard to get into this well, business it was funny. after talking to you? It was funny because I just, I talked to them all. I gave them, you know, I said, hey, send me a message on Twitter, right? If I, if I know anybody, because I said, Dave, would you agree? To work in sports, it's not what you know, it's who you know. 100%. It's yeah. like that in every job. Yeah, it's who you know, because we just talked about it. If I know somebody in radio and you send your CD in, yeah. you could be the 30th guy. There's no goddamn chance I'm going to listen to 29 CDs to find you. <laughs> so but if somebody the word CD, but yeah. You know what I'm saying. I got gotcha. you. But, but if somebody says, hey, go listen to that, MP3 or whatever, yeah, I'll yep. listen to it. But then the other thing that I told them all was, I think there's that feeling when you're 21 that you're dreaming too big. And I said to him, if anybody tells you you're dreaming too big, tell them fuck off. Yeah. Because I said, Dave and I have lived our dream for always, 25 years. It's always fuck off. And if anybody told us you can't do that, you'll never sell a show to Sirius XM. You'll never work at Fox Sports Radio. Shit, you'll never work at KFMB or 1090. You, you start to believe them. So, uh, but the point being is I talked to all of them. I said, look, if you, if you ever want me to come back, I'll come back. There was a guy, Danny, who does the show on KCR. And I said, if you ever need a guest at KCR, I'll come hang out because he does a sports show. Cool. And I said, but I got to run because we're doing a podcast at Cali Comfort. And all of a sudden, I look Cali up. Cali Barbecue. Or, yeah, what? they're not Cali Comfort no, anymore? No, it's not a mattress store. Well, it used it. to be. I bought an ottoman in there. <laughs> got brunch and an ottoman. <laughs> brunch and an ottoman. Fucking great. They del <laughs> delivered it. It's great. You got chicken fried steak and a hammock. <laughs> but I looked up and he was there. Oh, he, that's right. Okay, yeah, we met him. And he said, uh, he goes, that was so fun. I wanted to come sit. And he had a blast. That was cool. That so, was very cool. Uh, no, that was really, really fun. Yes. But, but yeah, for everybody that came out and was a part of that, that was cool. Yeah, no, I can't thank everybody enough. Again, the, the turnout was absolutely amazing. Um, it, was, it was very crowded. People are extremely nice to, to everybody involved. A lot went into it. And, uh, and tell you, again, thanks to Sean for opening up yes. uh, Cali Barbecue. Again, if you go into Cali Barbecue for the entire month of December, order Jake's sandwich. $5 from every sandwich will go to Jake's Projects, which is absolutely fantastic. And then the good news is we're getting people who are going to the site, not only just donating, but people are putting that wish list together. Oh, good. And uh, you know what I, I kind of like? A lot of them are, are girls. Yes. You know, it's not, hey, my guy's team. Again, just because Jake played baseball doesn't have to nope. be a baseball team. So I, I love the fact that uh women's teams aren't hesitating to Good. reach out to us and so it's uh, very very exciting 
But again, thanks to Sean and, and Kyle, uh, saved the day with so many stuff that was uh, electric for us that we couldn't uh, deal with before that we just couldn't figure out. As much as I sit there and try to figure out this board, as this is the second show we've done tonight because I fucked up the first one, Kyle was great for us. So uh, again, everyone uh, on that board, fantastic job for us. And uh, thanks again for supporting my son, my family, and, uh, and Jake's projects. I want to mention Dan Williams. Uh, Jeff, again, Dan Williams was there. Of course, all our sponsors were there. Dan doing great things in the community, but also Dan, as, as a businessman, Dan wants to help you get out of debt. And yep. right now we're in a situation in the month of December where I think more people are stressed now, or especially in January when those credit card bills start coming in and going, shit, that was expensive. And yeah. it's like this every single year. And if you're one of those people that lies to yourself and say, I'm going to figure it out or it's going to get better, look, don't sit there and uh, try and be a hero. Dan's a professional. He's really good at this. And also hopefully he can get you in a situation where, shocking to me, I just found out, that only 52% of the people in San Diego County own their home. Wow. Everybody else is renting. Wow. Dan wants to help you get out of the rental market, helps you help you buy a home. Call this number, 858-688-6813, 858-688-6813. It's amazing how quickly things can turn around. A lot of you remember, I've told the story, 2007, I won $128,000 betting high life. Yeah, remember that? <laughs> and then... Not only did I lose the 128000 I lost another forty one on top of I it remember that, so when I... they invented OnlyFans.com. Yeah, fuck. Son of a bitch. Who knew? Damn it. Easy come, easy go. Can <laughs> you imagine? Somebody losing... has. I hate to say it. Somebody has. 169000 on OnlyFans? Easily. Oh, no. Yep. It's the greatest story ever, by the way. A lot of feverish masturbators out there. For As my told. friend Lisa Ann told us, somebody was saying tonight, she's back. If you follow her on social media, she's at one of these porn conventions. Yeah. When Dave and I saw her in L.A. a couple of months back, she just came back from one of those. Yeah. And said, how was it? She goes, I went through 100 bottles of mini hand sanitizer. <laughs> I don't know why that struck me so funny, but it was great. No, I never won money on Highline. I've not lost money on OnlyFans, but it's just kind of fun. Uh, but, hey, if you did, that means you did not borrow smart. You need to borrow smart, repay smart, because it is the holidays. Last yes. night, my kids and I in Claremont, man. Dave, there's neighborhoods in Chula Vista, Rancho Bernardo, uh, Claremont, and it was so much fun. We went walking around last night. All the lights are on. Families out front selling popcorn, hot chocolate. Like, it's a great time of year. But if you're walking through and you're, you're dealing with debt and you're, you just want it to be February, that sucks. So give Dan a call. He can help you out. 858-688-6813. Absolutely. It's great seeing Brian Curry as well. Yep. Talked to Brian for a long time. He's just the nicest guy going. If you need someone to help sell your home and get the most for it, Brian Curry's the guy. If you're also looking to stay in San Diego County and find the house of your dreams, make sure you call Brian Curry. There's no one better in real estate than Brian. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Tell you neighborhood you got to get out of, unfortunately, is OB, man. I used to dig OB. Now you're reading stories that is, unfortunately, the crime there. Because, Told you. It was a shithole. Dude, it never, it, it was one of those, had a little character to it. You know, OB had a little character to it. Has a lot of it. characters now. Yeah, and unfortunately, not the right type. So, I don't know. Maybe people that live in OB say I'm being overly dramatic. Well, I don't think so. When a guy's walking his dog and four guys jump him the other night in front of Ho Dads, that sucks. Yeah. 
And when the, the residents of OB say it's gotten a lot worse and it's getting worse, it's not getting better. Um, but then tonight, I was, I've said the same thing about downtown. The downtown can be a drag. We're walking around over by the city terrace apartments. Now, the one thing about that, apartments are beautiful, and I could see if you didn't have the right real estate agent, yeah, they could lock you into a deal, and all of a sudden you go into a place like City View Terrace, and you go, man, this is gorgeous, and I'm, I'm on the third floor, and I'm looking towards the Manchester Grand Hyatt. Ah, I love it. I bought it. And then you don't realize until the next morning that you're directly on the trolley line. And so every time that trolley goes oh, east sir. and that trolley goes west and it's ringing that goddamn bell, you're like, well, we're only here for 29 years, 11 months, three weeks and six days. Uh, yeah, all those kind of things Brian Curry's going to help you with to make sure that, and maybe you love that noise. You're like, ah, oh, this is great. I can't follow this. Mr. Rogers. Yes. Fantastic. Uh, if you love that, Brian Curry can help you. Love it or hate it, he'll find the right one for you. Taylor May Pools, you're looking for that great pool in your backyard. Hey, this would be a perfect Christmas present right here. 2023, make it happen. Taylor May Pools, ask about available financing. Nobody does pools like Alan Taylor. Taylor May Pools, high-end item that is absolutely amazing. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Well, I was uh, a little late getting to Cali Barbecue the other night, and I missed Alan and Amy, and she sent me a text message. She's like, hey, I'm sorry I missed you. Uh, I'll see you next time. You know what I think it was? Huh. I think she wanted to fight me in the street. For I think all... so. For the Raquel Welch uh, Chris, uh, pools? Yeah. The 77 pools? Yep. So guess what? She didn't see me in the street. <laughs> we didn't fight. <laughs> Dave, guess what we're doing? They sold 77. It was gone like two and a half hours. Yeah. But guess what? Too bad, Amy. It's Christmas. 77 more. Cash only <laughs> deal. And of course... We're staying with Raquel Welch because, goddamn, I, I, you name me a better woman, and I'll give you directions to a local eye doctor. <laughs> Did you ever watch Kansas City Bomber? No, you ask me that question all the time. Dave, you know what I watched the other day, though, because it was on cable over and over Love again or, or DirecTV? Barbarella, which was maybe the worst oh. movie of all time. But she was, was she in She's it? She's naked right at the very beginning. No, Jane kid. Fonda's naked right at the very beginning. Wait, John, Jane Fonda, or Raquel Welch. Jane Fonda's in that one. I'm just saying, an old school movie. Mm. Okay, Man, I watched it because Stern was talking about it. His dad took him to see it, <laughs> and I was like, "Ah, oh, shit! What am I doing watching this? It was what am I doing awful. this? We watched the other day. We watched. Uh, uh, we did movie night the other night. Got pizza. So it's me, my ex, and our kids, and we watched Love Actually. Oh yeah. But there's a scene where the the couple's just standing for the porno. So he's just sitting there. Remember they were the, the I don't remember this scene. Go ahead. The guy, uh, uh, you didn't see Black Panther, but the guy, uh, did you ever watch? The first one I saw. Yeah, Martin Freeman, the guy, the FBI guy. Okay. White hair, you know him. He's been in other things. But yeah, he's just standing. And so they're like. He hits it off with the girl, and they're doing the lighting. They're checking everything, but the chick's completely naked. Oh, it's a lot of fun to watch with your 15-year-old kid. <laughs> they were more uncomfortable than you, guarantee it. Had to be. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was cool. <laughs> you're trying to think, what were you doing, aren't you? Weren't you? Where were we? Is that what you're trying to think in your head right now? What's that? Were you trying to think in your head, where were we right now? Like Just how did we during get the here? show? Yeah. yeah. How do we end up here? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> completely lost.
And Kyle Fluger again. Want to thank Kyle. Kyle, one of the one of the gifts that you could have uh, bid oh, on yeah. was uh, was a website, and and basically it was, it was great of Kyle thirty five hundred dollars basically he, unbelievable he uh, put up right there to personalize a website so uh, fantastic if you're one of those guys though needs help with your website no matter what it is it's not exactly thirty five hundred that that's a whole different price Kyle's the guy though to call in let's see what we can do to fine tune things it's not going to be uh, difficult Kyle's very very easy to work with. 619-500-6621, 619-500-6621. Hey, before you get to birthdays and everything else, see what I did yesterday? No. I went downtown, and I went to the Civic Theater. What's, what's your feeling on seeing a live play? Not a musical, but a live play. I haven't seen a live play in years. I saw I mean, To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. I took my ex, because she's an attorney, went to the Civic Theater, Atticus Finch, right? Uh, and I loved the book when I was a kid. Uh, but, and I knew she'd want to see it as an attorney, so I took her for her birthday. And But Richard Thomas played Atticus Finch. No way. John Boy, right? Yeah. So I went in, I was like, I don't know. And this, Dave, I got to tell you, he was amazing. Yeah. He was great. And he was great in Ozark. I liked him in Ozark. Yeah. But you know, did you ever see the movie with was Gregory something Peck? Else. It was just in something else I was watching. It might have been like Yellowstone or something. I just saw him in something else. Dude, he was so goddamn good. And like that to me, watching guys that can do a play, like we saw yeah. Jersey Boys, but I couldn't, there's not a lot of musicals I could no, go to, right? I, I couldn't do that. Fuck, dude. Uh, you ever see Annie? Oh, oh God, no. Myself. Uh, no, I wouldn't do that. But there is the one coming next month that's all about the temptations. Okay. That could be pretty cool. I'd probably go see that. But did you ever see the movie To Kill a Mockingbird? No. With Gregory Peck? Never did. Really, really good. Robert Duvall played uh, Boo Radley. And, uh, but the girl who played Scout in the movie was 10 years old, nominated for an Academy Award. She's in the, I mean, it ended today at the Civic Theater. She's in the play. Okay. She plays the grouchy old lady in the play. But kind of cool that Aaron Sorkin, the guy who wrote it, been around for everything, Asked her to come back and be in the Broadway show. Oh, so she cool. was 10 years old and played Scout in the original. But yeah, I was saying to Vita, I was like, we've seen a few down there. I remember I saw, I took my mom. This has got to be 20 years ago for her birthday. By the way, happy birthday to my mom tomorrow. Very oh, cool. good. My sister got her a cameo from Frankie Avalon. Really? It's the funniest shit. Frankie Avalon was great. He did about a two and a half minute you know cameo for That's my awesome. mom. Yeah. But for her birthday, like 20 years ago, I took her to see Brian Dennehy in uh, Death of a Salesman. Yeah. Dude, I don't know how these guys do that, Dave. You're basically, you're, you're doing the entire play by memory, but it's emotional. You're yelling, right? There's scenes where women are crying. But like yesterday, they did it at 2 o'clock. We got out of there at 5, and then they circle back and did it again at 8 o'clock at night. Yeah, that's amazing. That, to me, is a pretty cool skill yeah, set, right? It is. That's, that's absolutely incredible. That's but incredible. I, I don't know. Like, I couldn't go. Could you go watch hair? No, dude. Fuck no. Watching that shit. Right? Cats. No, my, I don't even like cats. Look, here's, here's the deal. When people just break in the song, right. it's so ridiculous. Go to Vaughn's tomorrow, all right? But go yeah. buy a cottage cheese and break in the song. Mama Mia. You gotta fucking was... call the cops and roll your ass right yeah. out of there. No one breaks in the song. No, nowhere. Costa, Costa went to see Mama Mia how many times? Remember, he saw like four times. Yeah, yeah. Costa's actually impressive with his singing. 
Dude, you're singing the other day, right? He sings every show on the Big Bid show. He sings all the time. He has no idea when he's supposed to sing. All of a sudden, you said he sang Lido. Yeah, they made him sing Lido. There's a live band, so the Sully band. So all of a sudden, Sully's talking about you know fucking the the market, and he just throws mic a, a microphone out of nowhere, and it's all glittered out like something Mariah Carey would use. Yeah, and Mike has to catch it, almost hits him in the forehead every time. And then the band starts playing music. It's just it's he doesn't know what they're gonna play, and he has to just start singing. And he's got to sing, knowing he's in 110 million homes. Dude, it is great. 110 million homes, and he's sitting there singing his ass off. It's great. I gotta start recording that show. I think it's on every day on it's, ABC. It's uh, it's ridiculous how good Mike is. It's All right, I got one other thing for you yeah. before we get out of here. You're you like this shit? How about the how about the morning news anchors on Good Morning America? Do you see this? Yeah, they're banging each other. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And did you see the New York Post headline on Friday? No, what was the headline? Good Moaning America. Oh, fuck. With those two on the front. Yeah. Good Moaning America. That's pretty good writing. Dude, it was kind of, I went. I had to go back and look this story up when I saw yeah. what was going on. And you're looking at them on TV, acting like everything's fine. You know, trying to be professional. Of course. But you got couples that were married. All Andrew Shue. Yeah, really? She was married to Andrew Shue. Oh, my God, dude. Like, if you're ABC, you, you got you to gotta get rid of them. No. You got to get rid of these. They're getting as much ratings as ever. Oh my god, dude! I, I, I'm shocked. I'll be honest with you. I'm shocked. I thought people would, especially no. the people in the South, would frown. They frown said on they're that. laughing about it the other day. Hey, how's your week going? It's been okay. How's yeah. your week? Yeah. Oh, we're fine. Yeah. They claim that to they see were you separated from the couple. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here we go. How right. old are they, and how much are they worth? We're going December fourth. Okay. We're going first one. Jay Z. Jay-Z is 53. Exactly right. Uh, 800 million. Jay-Z is $1.3 billion. Wow, nice. How about that? Nice. Nice. Tyra Banks. Tyra Banks, uh, 49. Exactly right. Uh, 200 million. By the way, we did not do this part on the first show tonight. I don't know how the fuck you're nailing all these. No, yeah, 200 million. 90 million. Okay. Tyra Banks is seeing the Laker, around the Laker locker room all the time. I would like that. Yeah, she was smoking hot, man. I mean, she, she probably is. could probably is now, but thirty years ago or twenty uh, years ago, whenever I was covering that team, she was always. I think she was dating Nick Van Exel and Chris Weber. Let me tell you. Okay, look at your left pinky. Now I'm not. I'm right-handed, so okay. You're, you're okay. Left pinky. That not the whole pinky, but the the like the the nail part, like that top digit. Yeah. If they said, you take that off and you are officially, till the day you died, the man in Tyra Banks' life, you doing it? No. Oh, I'm doing it. <laughs> I've been married 30 years. I'm not taking No, I'm saying kid. if you're a single guy. If you're me, would you do it? But then I only have Tyra and no one else? Like she's my last girl? Yeah. No. Well, who else am I settling down with a 49-year-old and taking my finger off? Well, in Cher? Late 20s. Gone. Cher, Cher's almost 80. I know. What are you doing taking your finger off for an 80-year-old? Yeah, I think I no, but I do it for Tyra. I don't think I need that, Dave. And it's you a great story. It. Oh my God, what happened to your finger? Let me tell you. <laughs> Let me tell you. Tyra, get out of here. Show everybody. Yeah. Tyra's like, that's love. You're damn right, baby. You don't think Tyra's high maintenance? Who cares? Tyra. Whatever <laughs> she needs. How much would you take off? How many digits would you take off for Wendy Williams? Oh no. Remember her? Herm, I told as soon Herm as show day. ended, Hermie always had to make, always flip the channel to Wendy Williams. Yeah, I said that's Latrell Sprewell, <laughs> a twin sister. 
<laughs> you didn't like that. How much did you say Tyra was worth? Or did I already tell you? Yeah, would you say 80 million? 90, 90 million dollars. Oh, God, yeah, I'm even. No, not going knuckle, but top digit for sure. Okay. All right. Here we go. Marissa Tomei, last one. I, I might go full pinky right Dude, there. I like Marissa Tomei. Me too. Italian? Yeah. Uh, Marissa Tomei, 56. 58. I was about to say, if you went three for three, that's insane. Uh, 65 million. $100 million. God damn. I left pinky gone. There you go. There you go. All right. Five random questions. Okay. What do you do when you, t- what do you do when you, uh, typically get bored? Oh, that's great. What do I do when I get bored? Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do in a couple of years when my kids go to school because we literally laugh the whole time we're together. Um, probably I uh, go to a book. More? Yeah, Robert Crace. I'm reading Robert Crace. So I'm reading Skip Bertman's book right now. Yes, me the day if I'm gonna read it. Yeah, well, I started. That? I started the book. Lori Bertman, our good friend, uh, sent me her. Don't dad's look for book. her name in it. Oh, I don't, yeah. It's at the very beginning. He, he mentions his daughter's. Yeah, I'm sure he said her. Her mentions. Yeah, I said, hey, were you playing third? <laughs> okay, this is all about you. Hot shot. She. Uh, her dad, Skip Bertman, again, yes. was the manager of love LSU. Him. And I tell you what, the, the book is really good. I recommend it to anybody that either you love baseball or you coach baseball. Yeah. It's not a boring book. It's not a, you know, this is what you do and you fall asleep. And this is one of those books I told her, I wrote to her the other day. Good. You literally read it with a highlighter. Oh, that's cool, like there, there's There's stuff in there that I immediately have, have, have taken. Just gone yeah. bam, bam, bam. But one of the things I like that her dad says in the book is... Yeah. And when he got the job at LSU, the place was a shithole. Yeah. And immediately, you know, you got to start painting and you got to sweep. And everyone who signs, before you touch a baseball on that program, and you could have gone to, let's say, Texas or USC, you weren't yeah. doing any of this shit. There's the paint can. Start painting the fucking dugout. You I know? love that. But he, he said this whole deal. He, he told the people at LSU, two things I need, no matter what, clean bathrooms and hot coffee. And without those things, no one's coming to the games. He goes, you got to supply those things to the people that come to the games. Oh, nice. So, But he says, man, we travel to Arkansas or Mississippi or Mississippi State, whatever it is, and if the fuck, there are baseballs on the ground or the net was torn, he goes, I knew we were going to win that game because the team didn't give, give a shit enough about their program to take care of the small things. Isn't that incredible, dude? And, uh, it Isn't was, that incredible? Dude, he, yeah. he's, he's really It's good. the little things, right? It's the little things. It's always the little things. So it's, uh, I sent her a note on it, but again, if you're a baseball fan, and we have a ton of them that listen to this show, I recommend uh, Skip Bertman's book. It's, so it's I, I love Lori. Lori and I went to the Maple Leafs game together, and she is fall over funny. She sent me a picture because they had done like a six-hour book signing. And Skip's what, 80? He's in his 80s. Yeah. Yeah. And she sent me a picture because they were doing, anybody who's gone to a book signing, you know what happens. There's usually somebody there who's got a sticky note. and They're writing Dave on the sticky note or Jeff, and they put it on the page. And then the author signs it, and it just keeps the line moving. And Skip was giving her... Uh, directions on how to properly put the bookmark inside the book. And Lori's looking at her dad with this look, and he he's telling her, this is how you do it. That's how you win as successful as Skip has been. But the picture is so great because yeah. I, I don't know him, but I know Lori, and she's a riot, and you could just see. He's telling her, you're putting the bookmark in wrong. So I told him, well, tighten up your game. Tighten up your game. What are the, so here's the deal real quick. He won five national championships in 11 years, okay? Holy cow. But then he became the athletic director, and every coach he hired yeah. at LSU won a national championship also. Not in baseball, other sports. Yeah, like did he hire Nick? 
He hired Saban. He hired Les Miles. It's like women's golf. Whoever the fuck he hired is like Dude. the way he was able to sign JD Wickers. Like, how do you do it? Yeah. He every person he hired won a national championship too. He has like eleven national championships. It's unbelievable, right? It's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's pretty. It's That's pretty why amazing. you put the bookmark in, right? That's it. No shit. Don't Just even do question them. Don't question you, it. How many do you have? Your dad has ten fucking fingers. He has eleven rings. He knows if he tells me put the bookmark in upside down. Fuck. I'm doing it. Jesus, who does she think she is? Where, so high maintenance. Where does she get off? <laughs> My God. What was your t- favorite TV show growing up? Uh oh, Battle of the Network Stars. It was Happy Days for a yeah. long time, and then something happened. Wasn't Joyce DeWitt, you little weirdo? I got rid of Chuck. Which one was it? What happened? No, I'm talking about um, Battle of the Network Stars. Oh, 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 I got you. I think it was Victoria Principal on that show. Dude, all of them. Daisy right? from, uh, from fucking uh, Dukes of Hazard. Linda Catherine Carter. Bach. Fuck. Linda Carter. Charlene yeah. Tilton. Yeah, I need a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. But it the greatest, great. what's the greatest Battle of the Network Stars of all time? Oh, the fucking, it's when uh, Gabe Cotter fucking uh, right. got in, Robert Conrad. Got in Robert Conrad. Called him out. Yeah, almost fought right on the track at Pepperdine. Yeah, Robert Conrad called him out, and they raced, and yeah. Gabe Kaplan beat him by 60 yards. Yeah. <laughs> and then and Conrad shook his hand, took his beating. Ah, oh, it's so good. Conrad looked like he was 5'2". Yeah. He, he and, looked crazy with a crazy mean attitude. And he tried to be a tough guy. Yeah. And then Cosell laughed at him when he got smoked. Conrad, you know that. Oh, you know he went through about a pack of parliaments that night. Probably a whole case. All right. Here's something I threw at uh, Buddy yesterday. Who's yeah. the, I guess I'd say worldwide, who's the most famous former Aztec? Okay. I'll throw these at you. Oh, former Aztec. Okay, I'm, I'm going to throw five names at you. Hopefully five if I can remember. Okay. Oh, okay. Ra- Raquel Welch. Okay. Marshall Falk. Yeah, he was the way I was leaning. Tony Gwynn. Oh, Fuck. Yeah, that's a pretty good option. Okay. Marion Ross. Marion Ross. Mrs. C from Happy Days. Yeah. And or the guy who uh created Costco. Oh, yeah. I mean you didn't even put Kawhi in there. No, I didn't throw Kawhi in there. Um Yeah, probably the Costco guy. Probably the Costco guy. How about that? If you had to spend two hours with uh with any of them, who would it be? Marion Ross. Not Raquel Welch. Oh, Raquel Welch number one. <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with you, weirdo? Raquel Welch, number one. I could easily drive. I Yeah, I could hang out with Marion Ross. No doubt. How old is she? Probably 100. I well, no, now, but I mean like, yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. I have no, <laughs> no idea. Is Marion Ross alive? Lived in Cardiff forever. I imagine. Hold on, I got to look this shit up. You think she's alive? Yeah, I think she's alive. I think she's 91. Let's see. Marion Ross. Let's see. What the fuck is this? But in Cardiff, they made this big deal when he went up Birmingham. Yeah. They pulled in a community sidewalk. And I remember everybody was super excited because Marion Ross, you know, you'd buy a square for 50 bucks or something, kind of like your dopey Padres square. 94. 94. No kidding. Yep. From Minnesota. Oh, is that right? Yep. She was born in Minnesota. Well, she lived in Cardiff forever. And if you ever walk the hill in Birmingham, see a bunch of mouth breathers like my buddy Cheech that bought a cement brick. But then at the end, with the Happy Days logo, it's signed by Marion Ross. Oh, wow. Very cool. All right, here we go. Yeah. If you could switch places with the celebrity, who would he pick? Oh. Oh, is that the right fucking question? Yeah, okay, yeah. that's the one. Go ahead. Uh, probably Pete Davidson. <laughs> that's a great call. I got right. no I got no comeback. <laughs> right? We'll just stop right there. You just won. 
Okay, here we go. Last one. If you could choose to stay one age for the rest of your life, what age would you oh, pick? Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Is it just me or is it the people around no, me you, staying what, the same what, age? What was your, no, what was your favorite age? Uh, probably 26. 26. 26 was Did great. you have enough money, though, at 26? Yeah, I think so. Riding motorcycles. <laughs> That was the most fun you think you had at 26? Yeah, I made a lot of bad decisions. <laughs> There's still a lot of bad decisions. Ah, so fun. Every oh, night. Oh, my just God. Just a night full of regrets. <laughs> so great. Cheap motels. Yeah. Just wake up, smell like <laughs> bad decision. <laughs> All right, are we back on a Wednesday? Yeah, we'll come back Wednesday. And then uh, are you going out tomorrow? Um, plan is to go out tomorrow unless something comes up, but a plan is either tomorrow or Tuesday for sure. All right, we'll be out there. Uh, yeah, hopefully we see you. But if we're in the middle of a very exclusive meeting, me and Dave with Rob Manfred, don't come putting your noses in. Please. Okay? Go stand over there. Talk to John Schaefer. We're trying to get shit done around here, okay? God damn it. <laughs> Listen to Coach the other day. He's lying. Oh, yeah? He. He's ripping Snapdragon Stadium because the parking's so far away from the, from the stadium. Yeah. He goes, might as well park in El Cajon. And then, of course, because Coach is nice, has to follow it up with nothing against the people in El Cajon. <laughs> like, There's a lot down. wrong with the no El Cajon. No one in El Cajon's fucking upset. I Boy, sat Cotter. with a girl from El Cajon tonight. There's plenty wrong with her. By the way, <laughs> congratulations to everybody in this stupid, one-horse, hillbilly town that stayed loyal to those stupid lightning bolts. Ah, it doesn't matter L.A. or San Diego. Your team shit, they and the did. Raiders punched you right in the fucking mouth again today. Right in the mouth. Talking to you, Erica, and your <laughs> twin brother, Sean Merriman. Both of you two dubs. All right, we'll see you at the winter meetings back here Wednesday night. All right.
positive video game Put a smile on my face That stop sign was paralyzed But I ran it anyway Soundproof fence and a handyman Cussing on TV What Californian cussed their own Christmas tree Boy, you better watch out for that sneaky back screen door I laughed so hard I couldn't believe it 